Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Coaching Radio, and of course, we are your humble, happy hosts, broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas, Tim and Julie Harris. Julie, welcome to today's radio show. Thank you. It's going to be a fun show. I think this is going to really reach out to each and every listener, so I'm looking forward to presenting our topic today. I was actually reading the notes that you've prepared, and I thought we should maybe rename the radio show from Real Estate Coaching Radio to Tim and Julie's Story Time. <laughs> Something like that, yes. Fortunately, it's relatively yeah. short. So, I know. Yeah. We're going we're gonna, to start out by Julie's gonna story hour with Tim and Julie. Julie's going to start out by reading, you guys a, by reading you guys a rather, I think, famous parable. So it looks, I think, set you guys up for really trying to be introspective, which is really one of the main points of us doing this radio show, and also at the same time giving you practical information to put you into action. Um, so I want to sort of let all of you guys know, and I'm hearing this from our coaches, and I've been hearing this from coaching clients, there's a fair amount of consternation or uncertainty that's happening in the marketplace right now. Um, and you guys are, some of you are sort of reacting in a positive way and reacting in a negative way. I want to caution you. Actually, I want to do everything in my power to convince you not to think that uh, tomorrow is going to be anything better than today. And, and I'll tell you what I mean by that. If you find yourself stockpiling information in your head, about, you know, oh, this is going to happen, doom and gloom type stuff, right? And, because we're surrounded by it, terrorist attacks and all those types of things. And you guys know that Julie and I uh, pretty much li- live media-free lives. And we don't know about something happening in the world until somebody asks us or says something or we hear about it from a coach. We don't intentionally seek out news. We don't listen to the radio. We don't watch CNN. We certainly, I mean, we just avoid all of that crap because – um, we consider ourselves to have really strong mindsets, but even with our mindset, we still will find that after watching the media for just a day or two, you start getting paranoid. You start finding yourself getting skeptical. You start, and see, so here's what happens is when you start having those emotions, what that does is it manifests into complacency. Because if you don't have a real burning uh, belief that tomorrow is going to be better than today, you're not going to do what it takes to make tomorrow better than today. In other words, if you're even like a skeptic, oh, I'm not listening to what Tim and Julie have to say. You know, I don't believe it. After all, we're all going to be living in caves in six months. Well, you're just giving yourself permission to be lazy, right? Because you're just going to rationalize, why should I work hard? Why should I learn something? Why should I knock on that for sale by owner's door? You know, fill in the blank of all the positive actions you can be taking that you convince yourself not to take because you've allowed yourself to be lulled into this belief that tomorrow is not going to be better than today, Okay. Now, here's the simple fact. Tomorrow is going to be better than today. The economy is improving. Um, you know, you guys live and sell real estate. at Probably what I pretty much can guarantee you is going to be the best time of all of our lifetimes. You're in the right place at the right time. So do everything in your power to stay dialed into optimism, to, be sti- to stay dialed into people that are looking forward to not only just, you know, they're enjoying and appreciating the moment, but they're also looking forward to what's going to happen tomorrow. And they're taking the actions to make sure the things that they're looking forward to tomorrow actually happen. Stay connected to people like that. You might find yourself in offices and Maybe even your homes where people aren't optimistic like that, and it's going to be harder for you. 
So you got to start reading biographies. You got to start maybe listening to different, uh, you know, blog or radio shows like podcasts, like what we do. Stay connected to people that are positive and uplifting. And it's so it, there's an old saying, right? You guys have all heard this in some form or another. But there's this guy named Baron von Rothschild, and he said, "When there's blood on the streets," he said, "It's a lot longer than this, but the paraphrase of it is, when there's blood on the streets, buy real estate.'" That was Baron von Rothschild. When there's pessimism in the air and you decide to be optimistic, you'll find opportunities. Because when there's pessimism in the air, in any variety, and again, I know it's an election year. I know there's terrorist attacks in Europe. I know that there's all this doom and gloom that's constantly surrounding us. I get it. You can choose to tune all that crap out. And when you do then choose to start focusing on things that are optimistic, things that are uplifting, things that are encouraging, you're going to start attracting more people to you. You will start finding sellers want to list with you because you have energy and enthusiasm that only somebody who's looking forward to tomorrow has. A skeptic, a pessimist, they don't have the same level of energy and enthusiasm as someone who is, you know, essentially excited about life. So be that person who's excited about life and let everyone else, let all your competitors uh, be believing that the sky is falling. Let them be chicken little because guess what? Their listings will expire and you can pick them up. You know, you'll see opportunities where they, they, they don't. You'll see uh, opportunities where they won't because of the fact that you are encouraged, you're excited about life. Please stay connected to that. Don't believe anything other than what we just said to you because when you do believe it, you will make the reality of those better days a reality for you. I, I don't know how to uh, say it any plainer than that. Julie, you know what I'm getting at here because there is yeah. sort of an undercurrent that seems to be happening of negativity not for everybody, mm -hmm. obviously, but for the masses, I certainly can I get yeah. that sense that people are a little bit on pins and needles, right? Well, especially the more that you are tuned into, you know, the election drama and the, you know, terrorist stuff and what have you. Here, here's how I always like to give a pla practical spin to things, right? What do you do about that? Because, you know, you're going to be in Starbucks and you're going to see a headline in the New York Times and you're going to, you know, kind of mentally have that little flash of drama. So, okay, it's all right to know what's going on in the world. That's that's your responsibility as somebody on the planet. But here's where I go to. What can I do about it? Well, I can vote. That's something I can take action on. But on a more practical level, I can do the best job humanly possible for my clients and prospects and family and things that are important to me and to them. That's what you do about it on a daily basis. You guys only have so many things that you can control in life. What's happening at some airport that you probably can't even point to on a map? You can't do something about that. But what you can do is the best job possible at the listing appointment you have this afternoon. You can do the best job possible following up on your open house leads from last weekend, finding out how you can help them find the house of their dreams. You can do the best job you know how to negotiating something today. The rest of it, if you don't have control over it, why are you spending time thinking about it? I think it's actually disingenuine to the clients that you do owe your mental powers to to spend your time on stuff that takes away time from them. That's how I look at it in terms of practical application, doing something about it, because you can't completely escape the drama. Somebody's going to say something to you. You're going to see something walking past a TV screen, whatever. But then you've got to immediately get a hold of yourself and say, all right, if I feel frustrated by this, I'm not going to be drawn into the drama and start believing that the world's coming to an end or whatever flavor of drama you may be being affected by. 
what can I do about it? Well, it's kind of like the accumulation effect. I mean, it's it's like, you know, you can do something one transaction at a time, one client call at a time, one negotiation at a time, one dinner with your family at a time. That stuff does accumulate. And that is the power that you have on a daily basis versus feeling defeatist and like it doesn't matter what I do anyway because, you know, all this drama and negativity in the world. That doesn't benefit every anyone. And, in fact, I think that if some of your clients or prospects knew that you were going down that road, they should fire you. So that's the account. Right. Part. Well, actually, actually <laughs> Julie, you bring up an interesting point with your little, the little bit there. Is, you know, what are you guys putting out mm-hmm. there? What do you – no, not yeah. just your behavior, not just your approach, but, hey, more practically speaking, what are you putting on Facebook? What are you, what are you broadcasting well, yeah. on social media about you? So, so here's the deal. We're coming to the end of first quarter of 2000. In 16. Congratulations, most of you, and I hear this from you know a majority of you, are having a fantastic year. But guess what? You're having a fantastic first quarter, not because of the last three months, kids. You're having a fantastic first quarter because of what you did last year starting in about October. So get True. real. You are right now kicking some butt because of the relationships and the listings and everything else that you got started like third quarter of last year. That is the truth. If you're having a great first quarter, it's because you were working last year during really probably most of third and fourth quarter. Now, what are you doing to make it so that the second and third quarter of this year is going to be fantastic? It's the activities that you do today. A lot of you are just managing the listings you've taken or just you know managing your, your closings, but you stopped generating leads. You stopped talking with people. You've stopped doing the very things that it took you to get to where you are now. You cannot slow your momentum. You cannot... Stop doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it. You guys hear us say that a lot, and it's so true. And remember, the morning schedule, following the very basic stuff that we teach you guys as part of Real Estate Coaching Essentials. Oh, by the way, I had several emails of you guys who were frustrated because you didn't get into the class, and I understand. So what I've done is we've you know, hired you know, basically more coaches to help us with Real Estate Coaching Essentials. And if you want to get into Real Estate Coaching Essentials, you can. We've opened the class back up. Just go to agentmillions.com, agentmillions.com. And remember, this is a real, honest-to-God coaching program. You get Real Estate Coaching Essentials, which is you know, the bedrock of all of our coaching programs. It's a, Essentially, it's an unbelievably comprehensive uh, real estate system. It takes you everywhere from essentially starting out as an agent who's a sole practitioner to all the way forming a team, lead generation ideas, listing presentation, buyer presentation, you know, pre-listing pack, every single thing you could ever possibly need as far as your real estate practice, no matter how many units you want to sell. It's all part of Coaching Essentials. But in addition to that, you get four semi-private coaching calls per month. In addition to that, you get an actual live coaching uh, call with one of our coaches every single month. Um, we sold out of that program. We hired, Basically, we've reassigned some of our existing coaches to also do real estate coaching essentials, and they're doing that as well. So if you want to jump on that program, it's incredibly affordable. It's basically $2,000 for six months. Don't worry if you don't want to invest $2,000 right now. It's okay. We actually have arranged so that all of you guys could get financed. It's only $99 a month, um, you know, or you could just full pay the whole thing. So it's kind of a no-brainer. And, and literally, the deal we made with these lenders is that every single one of you, no matter what your past credit history is, will be approved. So if you want to know more about that, you can just go to uh, agentmillions.com, or of course, you guys can just email us directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com, or julie at timandjulieharris.com. So Julie, without any further delay, I believe you have a story for us. Yes, just a quick little parable. And this is quite often brought up or re-brought up to me by various coaching clients and coaches as something that they use as kind of a compass to help keep them on track. So that's why I bring it back up again. Some of you may be familiar with this, so if that's the case, good. 
<laughs> glad you are. Take it to heart. And Amen. the story is called A Cherokee Tale of Two Wolves. One evening, an old Cherokee told his grandson about a battle that goes on inside people. He said, my son, the battle is between two wolves inside us all. One wolf is evil. It's anger, envy, jealousy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. The other wolf is good. It is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, Humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The grandson thought about it for a minute and then asked his grandfather, which wolf wins? The old Cherokee simply replied, the one you feed. This is such a great story. It's so simple and it's so true. I think every one of us have these two wolves running around inside of us. We were talking about that at the top of the podcast with you know, sensitivity to the media and that sort of thing. The evil wolf or the good wolf is fed daily by the choices we make with our thoughts. What you think about and dwell upon will be mirrored in your life and will influence your behavior. We have a choice. We can feed the good wolf and it will positively affect our character, habits, and behavior. Or we can feed the evil wolf and our whole world will turn negative. It will be like poison and will slowly eat away at our soul. So the crucial question is, which wolf are you feeding today? And in some cases, right this very moment, are you resisting this story because it makes you uncomfortable? Well, you're already feeding that evil wolf. So you've got to keep in mind, you are the one who holds the wolf treats. Okay? You've got that box of you know, wolf kibble, <laughs> if you will, and you've got to decide which one you're going to feed. Now, the evil wolf can be much more persuasive sometimes. Unfortunately, that's more obvious in the world sometimes. Sometimes you've got to find that good wolf. You've got to be a little bit more coaxing of it. But really you've got decisions to make throughout the day. And I wrote just a quick list of how to check yourself. Again, practical application of this. Which wolf do you feed when you wake up? What's the first thing you do? Do you hit the snooze button? That's you hoarding the treats. So you're going to deal with it later. That's kind of like feeding the, the evil wolf mostly, right? What do you do when you wake up? Do you go straight to the news? First thing you do is you turn on the TV in your bedroom to CNN. Well, you've already fed the evil wolf. You're already into that treat bag. What if the first thing that you did was play your favorite song or go do your yoga workout? That's feeding the good wolf, okay? So what about when you begin your day at work? How do you deal with your work day? Well, some of you guys feed the evil wolf because you don't actually have a start to your day. You just kind of go where everything, you know, uh, forces you to go, like putting out fires. That's a very common thing that coaches hear. I would, be, I would do my coaching homework, but I was putting out fires all the time. So which wolf are you feeding when you do that? Are you in control or is the evil wolf? Does that make sense, Tim? It does. And, you know, it does tie in directly to what we were talking about at the top of the show you know, it is interesting to me, um, maybe I'm too far removed from the content like Real Estate Coaching Essentials. Maybe I'm too far removed from like what it, memorizing the scripts and, you know, internalizing them and the presenting because I've just been doing it so long. I've, you know, you and I created this content years ago and it, it obviously works in every market. So maybe I'm just, but you know, the, the conclusion I'd come to, if I were being interviewed right now and someone were to ask me, well, Tim, so tell me about, like, for example, call it McDonald, or tell me about Lance and Karen Kenmore, or tell me about Michael Gordon, or tell me about, you know, all these agents who are the top agents in the country that you guys have coached for so long. Tell me what makes them unique. 
and and I, you know, and I think about what Julie's reading to us and saying, and I think to myself, you know, that's the essence of it. That really is the bottom line, because the content itself, what we guys, what we you know, coach, it's really mostly teach when it comes to the scripts and whatnot. You guys to use and do. It's not that complicated. It's really pretty basic. And and guess what? You're going to say the same thing, uh, day after day, time after time. Repetitious boredom pays off. You know, or as we like to say, doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. That's really what it takes to be successful, not just in this business, guys, but anything and everything. It takes the repetitious boredom. It takes the practice. It takes saying things just time and time again. And what happens eventually is you get to the point where you're saying them without thinking. And, you know, that's kind of a nice place to be. You're just to the point where you know you're good and you don't have to think about it. Whatever comes out of your mouth, generally speaking, it's going to be effective. Um, So how many of you guys... Right now, you know, so the question is, what comes first, the mindset or the skill set? The skill set has to come first because you won't have much of a mindset if you don't have a skill set. You can have the best mindset in the world, but if you don't have the skill set to know how to solve the problem for the client, you're not going to get very far. And guess what? Then there goes your mindset. So if you guys are, a lot of you guys are thinking, well, I have to get my mindset together. I have to get my thinking together. You do that simultaneously as you build your skill set. One doesn't happen before the other. Uh, you know, it, here's the interesting thing. You you may have never listed a house before. In listing a house, going on appointment, sending a pre-listing pack, going through the whole process, that could be your Mount Everest. And you're thinking, oh, my gosh, I just got to get my head right. I got to go to more seminars. I got to listen to more motivational speakers. I got to read some more books. I got to blah, 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 right? So a lot of you guys convince yourself of all these things. But here's the secret, if it is a secret at all. You basically learn the system, and we've talked about this on this radio show before, and you can listen to past replays at realestatecoachingradio.com, or obviously all of our radio shows are syndicated on Inman News Features. But you learn the process. You learn the seven-step listing process that we teach. You learn the steps that go with the seven-step listing process, and when you do that, you can, you know, you don't have to have it memorized, guys. We're not big advocates of memorization. We're advocates of internalization. We don't want you just to basically parrot back our script exactly the way we say it. You can change it. You can personalize it. It'll still work. It's still effective. Now, if you're in Texas and you're, you know, in um, most of Texas other than around Austin, you're going to talk with an accent, and we want you to use that accent. We want you to say y'all. You know, if you're down in Florida, if you're up in New York, if you're from New Jersey, if you're out in Southern California, you're going to throw some dudes in here and there. I get it. So change the script. Make it so it's something you're comfortable using. And then what happens is you'll start saying these things. Even though there are words initially, they become your words. You then personalize them. You've internalized them. And guess what then happens? You start seeing it works. The longer you take to basically have the experience of that it really does work, that little epiphany, the little breakthrough as we call it, then the longer it's going to take for you to start building this powerful mindset. The mindset comes with the skill set. You cannot have the mindset of a champion until you've won a race. And the only way you're going to win a race is if you show up every single day and you practice. Don't kid yourself about that. There's no shortcuts to that. You have to put in the work. I know it's not sexy. I know it's not the easy button. I know it's not what a lot of you want to hear. I know it's not what a lot of you are basically you know, buying right now in the marketplace from certainly other coaches. A lot of them are trying to lie to you and tell you that there's some direct mail piece or some social networking widget or some sort of magic secret sauce thing. You just do this and one thing will happen and another. No. You've got to accept the fact that at the end of the day, you've got to be willing to do the work. I'll just give you, this is a kind of going on, I know, Julie, you have more notes, but this is, you and I were having this conversation okay. the other day. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about agents that know how to generate versus the agent. You know, we were going to do a radio show, right? Do you, it, basically, if you, know, if you know how to generate, you won't have to tolerate. So that's a, a topic Julie's working mm-hmm. on. But here's, here's a summary of it. 
if your business is dependent on buying leads, and again, I know that there's this whole real estate industry, this whole you know little micro industry that's built up around selling agents leads, and if they're not selling you leads, they're selling you systems to manage the leads you've bought, right? So you guys, a lot of you, have gotten into the real estate industry only knowing how to buy leads. And I want you to be clear about this. Buying leads sometimes is great. But buying leads as the first thing that you do or buying leads as your prominent source of business is an exercise in futility. And here's why. What happens if that source of leads dries up? What happens if that source of leads and the leads that they sell you all of a sudden turns, you know, they aren't as good as they used to be? What if, for example, you're you know, a marketing agent, which you don't hear a lot of that anymore, but that was really popular when Julie and I were in the business where you did a lot of branding and marketing and all the rest of it. What happens if all of a sudden that stop, stops working? What choices do you have if all you've done is built your business around buying your business, marketing, and uh, you know, buying leads from Zillow and whatnot? Again, those things can work. I'm not disagreeing with any of you. We did it when we sold real estate, but we didn't have it as our primary spokes on our lead generation wheel. The primary spokes in your lead generation wheel have to be the ones that are skill-based because if, for example, the direct mail piece stops working, your neighbor it happens, guys, it happens all the time. You have five people that start direct mailing pieces in the same market, and it's oversaturated. No one's paying attention to your message anymore. Or those of you who have bought leads before, you guys know it happens. In like six months, you'll start buying leads. You'll think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Ninety days later, the salesman calls you up and says, guess what? Your new subscription rate for the next six months is triple what it was, and we're going to send you the same, if not fewer, leads. And by the way, your lead quality then goes to crap as well. You've all experienced that, okay? That's the problem with buying leads. You're ultimately not in control of your own destiny. If you learn how to go out and generate your own leads, which is the first things that we're going to teach all of you guys as coaching clients. Now, not all of you will want to do it. I get that, but it's the primary thing we focus on. Some of you come to us and you already know how to generate your own business, and that's fantastic. And then we focus on the marketing end of things. We focus on the passive lead generation things. But please don't be so tempted just to grab that easy button and think that that's going to solve your challenges because it won't. Okay, you're a marketing agent. You're a lead buying agent. You all of a sudden have fewer leads or the quality of the lead starts to go in the garbage and you still need to maintain a certain volume because you have all this lead generation bills you have to pay. Maybe you've hired some staff. Where does that leave you? You have to spend more money. So you end up actually spending more money to generate the same number of leads you were before because you have a dependency because you don't know how to self-generate. You guys see how this is basically a never-ending spiral downward? Do you guys get that? Some of you are experiencing that, and you're saying, oh, my God, I'm so frustrated because I go to these real estate events, and everyone's talking about this lead buying source and that lead buying source. And I personally, this is you talking to yourself, have experienced what Tim is talking about. I know it's true. Why is nobody else telling me this? I don't know. That's the answer. I don't know. I don't know why your industry isn't basically ferreting out. Well, it's not, I, you know, Gary Keller, he did that at the last big Keller Williams thing. Julie and I aren't, you know, Keller Williams agents, but I, I listened to his uh, videos. And you know what? He, uh, he was talking about this. He was saying, listen, guys, stop buying leads. Learn to generate your own business. And, and you've got to be real clear about that. You've got to be real, real clear that at the end of the day, you have got to learn to generate on your own if you ever really want to have a consistent, ever-increasing real estate practice and want to build any real wealth. So that's just my aside of a future topic, and Julie can get back yeah. to her notes. No, totally right. And the, the thing that proves this to you about the addiction to buying leads and, and why that's a problem is that when you guys – I hear this all the time – contract comes up with one of those online lead sources, they call to renew that with you, you're talking to a salesperson, and you guys say – well, I don't know what happened to the leads. I'm getting less of them, and they're fewer, they're worse quality. And you know what their rebuttal is? 
you have to there I hear various versions of this. Well, you haven't been following up an average of at least 18 cut times. That's a real script that some of these places are using. You have if you're not following up 18 to 20 times, that's why they're not converting. Really? You're supposed to leave 18 voicemail messages. And that's why the leads But stay? they're trying to blame I you. Not. They're not wanting to right, take responsibility for the fact. Yeah, yeah, or they'll say, "Oh, it's your market. It's really slow right now." And you guys know better than that. So that's what you're subject to if you continue to believe that that is lead generation for you, and that's why we're a skills-based coaching company, is because but Julie, you know, if they don't, if they don't, yeah, if they don't have the skills or the mindset, more importantly, to want to learn the skills, they're—I don't yeah. even understand how they could even—they're they're out of business. They're done. Yeah, dysfunctional, right? Right. Absolutely, and, and we see those of you who take this seriously, and you build your skills, and your spouse gets relocated to some new town. You guys are off and running within like two weeks or less because you know what to do and agents. you're not dependent. It's skill-based, exactly. So right. that kind of feeds back into our evil wolf and our good wolf conversation where, you know, are you believing that salesperson that blames you? You're the reason why the leads stink? Well, you're feeding that evil wolf, right? Or are you saying, you know what, I've got to think about this. Something is up with this. Maybe I need to be accountable for my own lead generation. Yeah, sometimes it's harder to feed the, the good wolf. But it's more effective, and the good wolf becomes very loyal. <laughs> That's you being accountable to yourself. So how do you deal with this? Well, check yourself on a daily basis as you go through the schedule that you are allegedly keeping according to your coach. <laughs> okay. So your outlook on lead generation, how do you start that? Is it, well, it's me, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I have to make these phone calls? Or is it, this is the, the fuel for the engine of my business. I can't wait to set my next appointment. Which wolf are you feeding? The people you associate with, think of them as good wolves or evil wolves as well. You know, I've been doing an interesting exercise with some of my own private coaching clients, Tim, that's been um, quite telling, and, and there's, very, there's two basic questions. What do you want more of in your life? What do you want less of in your life? What do you want more of? I want more, you know, I want a pack of good wolves around me. What do I want less of? Well, the common theme that I hear from most of these guys is, I want less drama in my business. Well, what causes that? Sometimes you're the one causing it yourself. Sometimes it's lack of prequalification and you're working with people that really don't have the ability to do anything and they want to make it your fault. What's the story? So what do you want more of and less of? And then think about those wolves. The evil wolf is always circling you. There's nothing that you can do to get it completely away from you. That is just a fact of life. But throughout your real estate practice, your daily life, your family life, you can recognize it and starve it out. Maybe it will get further away from you. So how do you present yourself to your prospects, your clients, and your family? That's a good wolf, evil wolf type of scenario as well. How do you look at yourself? Do you have it together? Your car is in good shape. Your, your wardrobe's in good shape. You have a great iPad for your presentations. Or are you just kind of throwing stuff together? Which is it? So throughout your day, you can hold yourself accountable to which wolf you're feeding. What about your goals and your dreams? What do those consist of or don't consist of? That's a place to check yourself on this. So what are you going to do now that you know the Cherokee story of the good wolf and the evil wolf? Which one will you feed more treats to this week? Maybe that's something to post on your wipe-off board. Which wolf am I feeding today? That kind of cuts to it, doesn't it? Well, you know, it's funny. Earlier, I heard your dog bark. I <laughs> <laughs> you know that was so appropriate to this call. I know. We were I talking about that too. I almost about thought. I know. I almost left him unmuted just to add drama to the story, but I didn't think Julie, that'd be professional. Julie takes her French. 
Julie takes her little fat French bulldog <laughs> to her office every day, and I thought it was ir- – we actually had a few little synchronicity moments on this call. Were you picking mm-hmm. those up? Kind of cool. Well, that yeah. yeah, it tells me that it's, it tells me because we're delivering a message that hopefully is in alignment with what our listeners really want to hear today. We'll find out, so guys. Listen, <laughs> yeah, that's right. So listen, guys, be part of your own personal revolution. You know, avoid the temptation to be part of somebody else's movement. You know, avoid those little sort of you know hypey cultish things. Realize that the the power that. You know, the power that you guys want to manifest in your life, it's not going to come from somebody else. It's not going to come from us. It's not going to come from your coaches. It's going to come from you internally accepting the fact that you truly can't control, um, you know, 99% of what happens in your life. The skills that we teach you as part of our coaching program, you know, most of you guys can master them in less than a year. Probably six months you'll have a high enough level of mastery that you'll win, you know, nine times out of ten on listing appointments, and you'll be able to sell houses quicker to buyers than the rest of it. You know, the system's not that complicated. It's pretty straightforward. It really is. Where the battleground truly is is what happens between your ears. Do yourself a favor and starve that. Well, listen, I don't like – I'm Julie and I are animal lovers, so I don't want to say starve the evil wolf. But why don't we send the evil wolf down the way and have him maybe visit somebody else's uh, hen coop and not worry about yours anymore? So build your own mindset, right? Have the willingness to say no to messaging and and to people even and to news feeds and all the rest of it that you know is adversely going to affect your ability to be of service to others. Because, guys, remember, if there's two big prevailing themes – well, there's many, but there's two big ones. It's, you know, from – that we try to help you guys accept is that if you don't have the lifestyle, if you don't have the abundance, if you don't have the – you know, the material possessions, if you don't have the everything, you know, if you're not living the life of your dreams, even beyond your dreams, the dreams that you would even be embarrassed to admit that you fantasize about for your life, maybe the dreams you haven't had forever, maybe since you were a kid, right? Remember when you were optimistic before you went to college and you figured that basically you could do whatever you wanted to do with the world? Maybe you didn't go to college, but you remember when you were a kid? You know what I'm talking about, right? So if you're to reconnect with that type of thinking, and, and, and maybe say, you know what, I'm not giving up. I'm going to go back to that. I'm going to decide that I'm going to live that huge life. I'm going to have those experiences that I've always wanted to have. But how do I do it? So there's two prevailing thoughts. The first one is, is, is if you don't have that life yet for yourself, it's simply for the fact you've not yet learned or accepted, because I think most of you innately know this, to be honest. You've not yet accepted that you have to learn to provide a service or you know, provide a product to enough people that they're willing to buy it. It's that simple. If you're not yet the agent who can solve thousands of people's problems, don't be surprised if they're not going to basically line up to do business with you and you're not going to earn a lot of money, right? You have to basically be the strongest version of you, the best agent you possibly can, and then you will find that because you're seeking that goal that other people will seek you out to do transactions with you. When you're constantly improving, when you're the optimist, when people want to be around you, when you – when you are confident and they can sense it in you that you can solve their problem. Maybe it's getting a contract accepted if you're in a hot buyer's or seller's market. Maybe it's getting a problem house sold if you're in a you know, sluggish seller's market. When, when you know and they know you can solve that problem, you guys will have more abundance in your lives than you can possibly imagine. But that starts with doing what you don't want to do, which is kind of big thought number two, doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. When you guys get to that point, when you're doing every single day the things you don't want to do every single day consistently, take the weekends off, that's fine. But during the work day, when you lock down that morning part of your life and you're doing what you don't want to do, when you don't want to do it, which, by the way, will be most days, don't think for a second that you know it's okay just to get 
good results for the day when you feel a certain way, when you can decide that you're going to manifest the good results every single day, and you're understanding the power of the accumulation effect. You know, you're doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, but you're doing it every day. What's going to happen is maybe not that day, maybe not even that week or that month do you really see the benefits, but six months from now you will. Remember what we were talking about. When you guys are, you know, feeling top of the world because you're experiencing fantastic months this month and you're having fantastic quarters, I know a lot of our coaching clients are, it's because what you did last, you know, the last quarter of last year. So that's, you know, these things, these lessons, they're all there. The, the little pathway that you guys are looking for, it's all laid out in front of you. It's now up to you whether you choose to follow that path. Is there anything we can do for you? Please request, um, you guys can request a free coaching call. A free coaching call is for agents.com. I do strongly encourage you guys to all become members of the Real Estate Coaching Essentials Coaching Program. It's really the quickest, most efficient way for you guys to get on that right path. If you ever need to get hold of us directly, just email me directly, Tim at timandjulieharris.com, and the and is spelled out. Or, of course, Julie at timandjulieharris.com. Julie, anything else you'd like to say to these guys, or have you already jumped off? <laughs> nope, I, I'm still here, and so my parting thought is write that on your wall, which wolf am I feeding? What am I doing about this? It's all about daily, almost momentary decisions, what kind of mindset you're following, and, of course, your mindset affects your income and everything else you do. So reach out if we can help you. In the meantime, go forth and conquer, and have a fantastic week, everyone. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.